Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. I'm waiting for JR. And then we're uh, going to begin. Hello, the James was right, by the way. All right, folks. Hey, uh, good morning, everyone. It is Juan. This uh, could be a little bit of a challenge of a broadcast, but as you can see, I want to welcome in everybody uh, tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. And also, good, uh, good morning to everybody that's tuning in on the radio. It's the John DePietro Show. And you can see right behind me, we have a um, large number of uh, people that are crossing. We are back right at the border of... Uh, Medica, and this is the largest crossing. So uh, bear with me. It's um, a, num- a large number of people had just arrived. You can also hear a little bit in the um, in the background how they're they're really turning this into. Uh, and I recognize it's going to be a little bit crooked for those that are watching the live stream, but um, we have to go with the flow just because there's a very large number of group that is coming through here shortly. So as we kick things off, thank you, on this uh, Thursday, we want to stay out of way because the number one priority is for them to come through. Um, whoa. And uh, this portion of the program, folks, though, is brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them. The Coesed Inn, they're waiting for you. 226 Coesed Avenue in uh, West Warwick, the Coesed Inn. So those that are watching the uh, live stream, you can uh, see there's a very large number of individuals that are arriving right now uh, here. This is, for just so everyone is clear, this is the, uh, there's Josh Allen Cooney. This is the border crossing where these people are literally walking up to the border. So uh, the other day when we were at Schemmel, that is the top train destination. The people come in by train. But this is, these people are literally, literally you can see, walking. They've uh, made their way to the border here in Medica in Poland. And... Uh, if you check out on a map, you can see. So all of these individuals, welcome. They, uh, these are people that are coming over from Ukraine. This is the busiest uh, border crossing. And uh, we've been back here. And again, it's another warm day. And again, I want to uh, thank our friends QGo Live for, I believe, we have another clear signal. If not, we go back and forth a little bit. Now, behind me, though, you can actually hear this construction. They're putting in concrete. Folks, they are uh, really turning this into Almost like a little bit of a uh, mini village. It's late afternoon here. And uh, a lot of updates to bring you up to speed on. And again, I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in. Again, we've been doing our live stream on Facebook. Hi there. Thank you very much, Barbara. And this, folks, you know, and I also, I recognize sometimes it can be a little bit of a challenge. I want to thank JR, everyone back at the radio station where you can also listen to this on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can listen at the website, DePetro.com. Now, you're going to hear some noise in the background. Uh, it's not going to be the quietest broadcast that I've ever done, but it certainly gives you the flow of everyone that is uh, coming through and making their way. And there's a lot of updates with what's happening that I also want to bring you up to speed on and also address. And that's really why we're here, to give you a first-hand look. Um, and, folks, you, you cannot get 
See that green fence? Many people are just tuning in for the first time. You can't go on beyond there because then this is separation of Ukraine and Poland. So now I also want to give an update, and I haven't really talked about this, but I have been feverishly trying to find someone who could accompany me into Ukraine. And um, and I thought I had someone, but here's the dilemma. The, uh, if you're a young guy, so someone plugged me in, young guy from Poland. I'm, I'll be honest, folks. It's, it's, it's difficult enough to just navigate being solo here in, uh, in Poland, let alone <laughs> venturing over. And I also, I want to tell you, it's getting so much more organized here. Like as I'm looking around, the volunteers, they have the languages that they speak. And I'm going to do, we'll do a walk around just a little bit. Um, the languages that they speak on their uh, on their back, just so then uh, they're easily identified. But you, you can hear the construction because also there is rain expected coming in next week. And we are, where we're standing right now, hi there. there uh, you can also, once in a while, you can tell the people that they pick up on my English and say, say hello. So there's a, a photographer. Um, but I was, um, we were very, very close. I thought I had someone. Hello. Where you? Very good. You speak English? Yes. Where are you from? Where are you from? Uh, hi, people. I am from Chile. Chile? Yeah. Okay. And you're a photographer signed here? Uh, yeah, yeah. I am an independent journalist. Nice. And, well, I come here for, for look at all the situation and make reports to the Latin people. Oh, good. Uh, in my country, Chile, and other countries like Colombia and Mexico. Excellent. All right. Yeah, well, yeah. What's your first name? Huh? First name? My, my name is Jose Miguel. Jose Miguel. Uh, okay. All right. I am Juan. Huh? My name is Juan. Ah, okay. Nice to meet you, Juan. All right. All right. Thank Where you. Are you from? Uh, United States, uh, okay. New England, the Rhode Island, Massachusetts area. Okay. So, same with you and independent. Okay. Let me give you, um, hold on. Let me just give you a card. You can find your uh, self on the live stream. That's me. Okay. Okay. Thank you, you can find me later on. All right. There he is. All right. Power to Chile. Chile is here uh, representing folks. And again, um, it's that type of thing. It's um, It can be. So anyway, to get back to that, um, it would be very, very difficult. I, I Listen, folks, as adventurous as I am, very, very difficult to try to navigate uh, making our way into Ukraine solo. And the... the um, the train schedule is, I don't know what it is. I find it very uh, challenging to, everybody just bear with me for one second. I just want to raise this up just a little bit higher. There we go. Um, I find the train schedule very challenging for whatever reason to try to make out. And I know a lot of people uh, that I've talked to say, oh, you just go online. But but then I'm at the station and I don't see the uh, trains that I would uh, would need. I do want to share and just uh, circle back yesterday. One of our um, viewers on um, Facebook Live had said, boy, Juan, you're going to sleep well tonight with all the walking we did yesterday. I, yesterday, I, last night, it was absolutely, that's why I didn't even, last night was the first time I didn't do one uh, after dark at night. It was so exhausting. Uh, and the whole experience here has been. But I want to address a couple of things, folks, and also bring it up to speed. Now, there is very good news. Um, several random thoughts as we uh, get underway on this Thursday. First of all, as you know, President Biden is um, in Brussels and NATO meeting and the Ukraine military now has struck 
some Russian ships off the coast. Now, that is fantastic, and that is about time. And it's about time that our country and other countries start to give and aid the Ukraine Air Force and military the type of equipment that they need. Folks, this is the ultimate. You're either going to fight him here or you're going to end up fighting him somewhere else. We're better off just letting the Ukraine military. They have a tremendous army that, you know, with a very brave leader, if good intelligence, um, you have a Russian military who's being exposed as not as great as people thought it was in the past. And you have a leader who's locked away, who's frustrated, meaning Putin, who's getting more paranoid by the day. And so I, I completely agree about people's hesitation on putting American boots on the ground, even though, as I've told you, the 82nd Airborne is very present. Thank you, Anna. It is the international edition. Very, very present here. They're the elite paratroopers. And uh, now I'm starting to see them everywhere now. Two of them, I actually think I know them by name. I won't give their last names, but uh, Matt and Kyle. Uh, now, I was actually out and uh, they're, I, I don't want to say they're everywhere, but I've actually run into them a couple of places. We kind of go to some of the, the uh, same types of spots and um, they've asked me just the last two times that I've seen them not to uh, photograph them or anything like that. And I'm going to honor that, folks. As I've said, um, you know, do, do I want to bring you the truth? Yes, but, you know, not at the expense of our uh, men and women in military. So, um, so the biggest problem that I have encountered, quite frankly, is the um, <clears throat> the youth here, uh, the the younger individuals that, and one of them was willing to accompany me over to live, which is um, that's two hours by train. Uh, now, again, I also just want to reset. For those that are wondering, we are right at the border. So this is the walking border crossing. Those, I know we have some new people tuning in. See that blue sign? If you uh, look for that in the news, M-E-D-Y-K-A, Medica. This is the walking uh, border crossing. And so my plan was uh, there, there was an attack there last Saturday, but it seems to have calmed down. But the problem that I have run into is the young individuals, and there's been two of them now that initially agreed to accompany me. Um, they then are very candid and say that their families are fearful that if you're a young guy and once you're in there, that someone's going to say, he's put a rifle in the hand, and suddenly now they have to uh, fight for a foreign power. Now, I've already made the determination. I'm not traveling in there with some of the uh, foreign fighters, as they're, they're known. Um, that crowd, and again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. That crowd, um, let me actually just put it just so it's a little bit above some of the uh, people. That, that crowd, um, from what I understand and I'm hearing, they're... Um, these are some of the people from all over the world, as a matter of fact. I interviewed a guy from Norway. I've interviewed some from Denmark. I've interviewed some international foreign fighters from Scotland. I know we've heard about the Americans. I haven't, I haven't run into them. You can kind of pick them out. They're young guys that are walking around either a place like this and or the, the, uh, the train station in Schemmel. And they're in full military garb. And... Um, it makes no other sense why they would be there. They're not part of the, the Polish army. They're not part of NATO. But from what I understand and talking to different people, apparently 
many of the international fighters are getting frustrated when we're over there because, you know, they're they're expecting full, you know, frontline call of duty type of battle. And from what I have been told that they get frustrated because a lot of times they just have them like patrol a neighborhood or something like that. And, you know, to be honest with you, it's, um, yeah, they are mercenaries. Um, but, but, you know, when they sign a contract with uh, Ukraine in order to uh, fight for them. So the, the thing uh, about that is, you know, I, I don't blame, like, they think they're going to go in and they give them all the finest military equipment and send them in. You know, I actually give credit to Ukraine military saying, all right, first you're going to prove yourselves. Why don't you patrol this neighborhood tonight and we'll see how you do. And a lot of them seemingly are getting um, frustrated. There's Robert Farrell. And um, and they want to go like all in. They want, you know, we're there on the front line and fighting the Russians. So. Again, I, I'm sensing a, a number of them, and I, I recognize, and again, good after, uh, good morning, everybody. It's Juan. What you're seeing is the afternoon sun, and so we're getting some uh, shadows here by the border. But that's my understanding. And several of them, um, at least two individuals that I've made contact with initially said they would accompany me to leave. Which, again, I'll, I'll post the map later, is uh, two hours by train. And I thought that was pretty doable. And I thought, okay, we'll, we'll enter into Ukraine. And I want to thank uh, Surplus Provisions. I've, as, as some of you have seen, I have all the proper equipment. They, uh, I have the um, uh, ballistic helmet. We have the, um, we have the you know, heavy-duty uh, tactical gear. And bulletproof vest. Again, I want to thank Tanya and Frank, folks, stopping and see them, Pontiac Avenue and Cranston. Uh, but what's missing is it, it does seem to be a bit of a uh, cluster blank over <laughs> in Ukraine. And, uh, and as much as I am, I would like to try it, I, I just have this thing of, um, you know, being alone and then the pile up and then you're trying to get out of there and then you're solo and um it just still feels like a bridge too far to try to try it solo so i'll keep you updated i thought we had twice i thought we had someone that would make the trip and by the way i want to be very clear i completely understand and their families are not wrong uh fearful that once they're there that someone might stick a rifle in their hand and say, okay, you know, you're not leaving because these guys are both, I would say, mid to late 20s. Um, one is German and then the other one is Polish. Uh, but I And I completely understand their worry about being stuck over there and then not able to get back. And then they have to stay and fight. So I'm not going to push you too much. If things were to calm down, if the situation were to be alleviated in some way, uh, it's we still have plenty of time, right? So I'm still open to it, but it's um, you know this is all risk reward, and uh, you know my number one goal here is obviously to showcase and allow you to see right front line on on the story, do it safely, and then number one goal is to return uh, safely. That that obviously is my my top priority, and um, and I also um, folks, there's several things I want to touch on. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I also want to address now. I I talk about a lot 
on the radio. Right now, we are live on the radio on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, I recognize there are some people, and I want to mention that I, I understand they send me very long, detailed emails. But as I try to sometimes explain to them, I, I can't do uh, 50 different shows, right? So if I say something here as we're doing our live stream and or on the radio, I simply I don't have the time to then have to keep saying the same thing to different people who, for different reasons, either didn't see our live stream and or listen to the radio portion. So I know sometimes people post comments and they're expecting like some long detailed response. But I, I simply do not have the time in order to respond to all the different statements and questions, especially when we are in fact um, talking about it at length. But I want to address some of the people and it, it seemingly, you know, what is this? Why is suddenly everybody, and I've heard from some people, you know, what's this whole big thing and supporting Ukraine and what about our country and everything else? You know, that's all, I don't know what to make of that. Those are the, by the way, that's the same thing that people were saying uh, before we entered World War II. That was the same thing that a lot of times uh, during the 90s as Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda were getting bolder and stronger, and then they start this whole business of, um, as some people have said, I'm more concerned about our country. Listen, this is really simple. This is actually, to me, like a no-brainer. This is good versus evil, and this is a force that needs to be stopped. I also really believe a number of people, you know, you, you have to leave your politics at, at, at the door. We, we have an obligation and a responsibility as the United States of America to fulfill our obligations. I think I have found a lot of people that are either against this or they throw out all these talking points. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing at the people that suddenly are concerned about the homeless problem in L.A. It's, it's really that they, they don't fully understand the conflict. They don't understand our standing in the world. Uh, they don't understand some of the obligations that we have. And I also, folks, I'm noticing that a lot of the propaganda is being turned on its head. A lot of the that odd dynamic of some on the far right that, um, that continue this infatuation and they have this false impression that Putin is this Christian guy, which is laughable. There's no churches in uh, in Russia. They don't go to church. Many of them haven't even read the Bible. These uh, individuals that somehow have sided with him, or they, you know, I'm not gonna. This is this is so easy to understand when one country has invaded another country, and this is a war against the West. And I'm, I'm noticing that there's finally starting to be a lot more pushback against a lot of the propaganda that's out there that somehow, you know, uh, that somehow the United States and NATO, that we're the aggressors. And a lot of people who are under, I'll tell you, three people who are really under tremendous fire right now. And I'm, I, I have no problem with it, and I'm glad they are. And it's Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, and Tulsi Gabbard. Folks, I have said from the beginning... Their comments are beyond reprehensible. Their comments are actually dangerous. And 
the situation with Tucker Carlson, what I find disturbing, but at the same time interesting, he can spin any way that he wants, right? He can attack whoever he wants to. But the, the bottom line is they're playing his show on Russian television. That, that, that's something I, I just don't think, I don't think he can, he can't spin out of that. And they can continue these people. And I see the clips, I don't get to see the shows, but I see the clips of Jesse Owens having Tulsi Gabbard on. She is so reprehensible. She is such a rotten individual. I can't stand her. Um, and the same thing, you know, Candace Owens is, uh, they, to me, follow the money. I've said before, they're compromised. I wouldn't be surprised um, if several years ago that uh, somehow either through book sales or some mechanism, I wouldn't be shocked if then they find some money trail from the Kremlin to Tucker Carlson. I would not. And he did so much damage with that stupid biolab story that some people are still buying into. Folks, the misinformation out there, and I get it. Some people are slowly waking up that they were lied to, and then they start to say, oh, you know, I can't trust the media. No, you're you're looking for false information, and if you look for false information, you can find false information. But I also noticed a lot of them will not do interviews. A lot of them will not back up what they're saying, like that idiot Charlie Kirk and some of the others. They, they, they have no problem making these outrageous, inflammatory, deliberate lies. And then when they're called to do an interview to back it up, they, they won't talk about it. As a matter of fact, they don't want to talk about it. They want to talk about anything other than that. But I want to repeat to you what I've been uh, saying. And folks, sometimes now, again, if we can find some people that can speak English other than the volunteers. I've talked to enough volunteers. The volunteers, a lot of them that, that um, I see, first of all, they have no problem. Uh, uh, too many of them, they're... they're they're just too, and I understand their role. They're not supposed to take sides. So they say we're not siding with either side or anything like that. To me, this is a, a clear-cut good versus evil. But I'm going to go a step farther and say it now. It's, it's the bi- if, you, if the people that believe this foolishness about the biolabs, that that equates to that... Uh, Ukraine has nuclear weapons on the border. You're, you're the same crowd that was saying that O.J. Simpson was not guilty, that O.J. Simpson was framed. I think it comes down to that. There's, there's, this, this debate is becoming two types of people. Those that believe that foolishness about the biolabs and then the people that know the truth. The whole biolabs thing is being pushed by Putin and Kremlin propaganda. Propaganda. Period. End of story. And I get it. There are some people that they're so down in the foxhole. And uh, and I've heard from some of them. They're certainly not shy about sharing it. It's um they, they don't have blanking nuclear weapons. That's what we agreed in 1994. If they had nuclear weapons, President Trump would have called them out on it. So, so many of the people that are siding against the United States with Putin, or they say, well, I'm not with Putin, but I'm not, you know, for this. Listen, it's either or. It's good versus evil. Um, As I have said in the past, there there has been, there in the past, um, Bernie Sanders was so angry and upset at the Cold War where Bernie Sanders had his honeymoon in Moscow. Right? Comrade Bernie. He basically, you know, he was siding with them versus us during the Cold War. And now the Kremlin's attacking Arnold Schwarzenegger. But 
I want to, um, and again, folks, uh, good afternoon, all, or good morning, I should say. It's John DePietro. The wind is really picking up here at the border. And um, uh, this portion of the program is brought to you by R.E. Coogan Heating. It's Coogie. Can I get a thumbs up, everybody, on Facebook Live? Coogs has been fantastic. Uh, last week, when we were doing the Coogie Cash, handing money directly to the people coming in from Ukraine. People love that. And the Ukrainian people, you know, so emotional. And the same thing that other people said, hey, I like the idea of that. And Patricia Morgan, Rep. Morgan, did that. And we were able to do that. And then you had... You know, my friend uh, Robin Call did that. And the same thing right there as, and again, those that are watching, you can see this is the uh, the border crossing of of, um, of people coming over. But I've noticed that there's starting to be a crackdown on the propaganda. And people, they, you know, what they were hearing is not matching what they're seeing. They're seeing, and look at, by the way, those that are watching on the live feed, you're about to see a, a large number of people from Ukraine that are about to uh, enter right here i know that's a volunteer standing right there but right where he is you're gonna see uh this um family looks like uh, a little young mother a little boy in a yellow jacket and some other these people are um absolutely just coming folks you're seeing them coming right over to the uh, the border from ukraine but they're finally starting to say you know maybe this this doesn't make sense but i just want to i want to touch on that because it's important and repeatedly you know, I, that Tucker Carlson, notice he doesn't revisit it. He won't revisit the whole biolab thing. I come back to if if they had, if listen to this, and this is the most important thing you're going to pick up today. If that were true, here's something that none of them will address. If that were true, don't you think that President Trump would have addressed it for four years when we had access to the country and were involved in Ukraine. It's as simple as that. Why, why didn't he? You know why? Because if, if that were true, if that were true, they would have been violating the Budapest Pact signed in 1994. So thank you, Eddie Flynn. Eddie Flynn says stay safe. Thank you. So my point is, if that, how come? You know, you know why they won't answer that? Because there is no answer. If the biolab story were true of these people running around saying that they are developing, in our country somehow, developing nuclear weapons, I repeat, and in, in the, during the Trump presidency, they certainly would have known about it. And then they would have had an obligation to shine a light on the fact that they were violating the 1994 Budapest Pact. And I recognize so many people are unaware of that. But the 1994 Budapest Pact, excuse me, that Ukraine signed was that they would not pursue a path of nuclear weapons. And they signed that with us and the UK and also with Russia, by the way. So, so, so it doesn't stand up. I think it was just thrown out there. But I want to come back and I'm going to quote the great, the late Buddy Cianci. And again, folks, uh, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can uh, always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Hello? James was right. Juan did sleep. That was the last night I was completely exhausted. I actually fell asleep as I was trying to load both an Instagram video and a TikTok video. But Buddy Cianci uh, used to say... And I think some people will appreciate this. He used to talk about what he called the politics of snow. 
And the politics of Snow <clears throat> were the fact that he used to say, if you're in office, you can spin job numbers. Or maybe you could spin education numbers. Or maybe you could even spin, you know, different types of numbers about businesses or taxes or revenue or various things like that. But he said, you know what you can't spin is when a constituent looks out his window and on Chalkstone Avenue or wherever on Blackstone Boulevard. And he sees six inches of snow on the ground and hasn't been plowed. Okay, you can't spin that. And CNC used to call that the politics of snow. And, and he, he talked about it really after, remember the whole December debacle. The reason I mentioned that is Tucker Carlson, he can attack whoever, you know, he can attack anyone that's questioning him. And people are really going after him, by the way. I, I think his show is, I think he's under fire, his show's under fire. But what he cannot spin his way out of. And this is not a good moment. I don't like saying this. Prior to this, I was a big fan of Tucker. I used to, not every night, but a lot of times, tune in, see his opening monologue, 8 o'clock. I think he did great work. <clears throat> but what he cannot spin his way out of, to borrow this fancy politics of snow, is the fact that they're showing clips of his show on Russian television. <laughs> I mean, right there. Forget about the fact, yes, Hillary Clinton's attacking him. A lot of people are attacking him. But I, I don't see how anyone could feel, hello, could feel good about could feel good about that. And that one you can't spin your way out of. So he can attack whoever he wants to, um, quite all right, wants to, excuse me, wants to, um, wants to uh, attack who's going after him, by the way. And there's a lot of people that are going after him. But something that he cannot get around. And folks, as you can tell, it is so busy and congested right now. We're, uh, the crowd's coming over right now from Ukraine. Those that are watching on Facebook, this is um, the busiest day we've seen in a while. Granted, the weather is breaking. And I also mentioned the other night that one of the reasons, apparently, that they were not getting a lot of people was because the uh, the bombing was so intense that they it was unsafe to try to, you know, make it out of there and get to the border. But I just want to finish the point. Candace Owens, I don't... Who's singing? Oh, now there's even some people dressed in clown outfits. <clears throat> That's different. Um, people trying to entertain the people as they're coming over. But my point is, <clears throat> there's just no way you can spin out of that one, right? They're, they're playing clips of his show on... Russian television, where they're giving propaganda and lies that they were attacked, that it was Ukraine was the aggressor, that NATO was the aggressor, and there's just no... So no matter what, he can... And what can he do about that? Is he going to contact the Kremlin and say, hey, will you guys please stop running the clips of my show? But Tucker Carlson, Tulsi Gabbard, Candace Owens... I, I don't know what to say, and I don't remember in the past, that was something that was not really, you know, going on in the past as far as complete propaganda. Now, again, folks, I am the one here, and so that's why I fully get, you know, it is loud. It's, uh, you can tell it's very, very congested. There's an awful lot of people. This area, by the way, um, just continues to emerge almost as like a little mini city and that you, you know you get the impression as far as they're putting in real infrastructure they're putting in concrete they're putting in wooden floors uh they're putting a lot of different 
uh, things in. There's some uh, older people, as a matter of fact. I'm going to, uh, for those that are watching on um, Facebook, I'm just going to flip it around. Thank you very much, David San Martino. Let's, um, folks, you can see, um, we can just bring that out. Jacqueline. You can see uh, some of the uh, older people now and uh, what a journey this has been uh, for them as they've been um, making their way over here. But I, I, you know, again, it's it's difficult for me that I don't have full access to hear and see a lot of the shows. But I'm just seeing different articles written as media are trying to get some of these individuals to clarify some of the statements that they've been making. And it seems to be my, what I'm reading is a lot of them are declining to then get into details. But I also think something that's um, very uh, significant as uh, we come back on one, folks, something very significant that is, um, something very significant that is happening <coughs> is, um, you know, with, with NATO and in our country, they're realizing, and I want you to understand this. Listen, Putin is the ultimate bully. Putin is the one firing on civilian targets. Putin is the one that ordered the strike. One country invaded another. People that are saying, you know, this is confusing. And, you know, then they give the, uh, well, I, I, I don't want to, I'd like one person said, I, I condemn the, the, the war and the, the bombing, but I don't want to support Ukraine. That, that's ludicrous. That's absolutely ludicrous. Um, so, um, uh, folks, the, um, the part that I also um, just want to stress is, um, and again, folks, uh, good morning. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. We are um, right at the uh, border of Medica. This is the walkthrough uh, border. And um, there's a uh, photographer, the beautiful camera, as a matter of fact, is about to take a photo of uh, some man that's just made his way uh, over the border from Ukraine. This is a very, very busy day, uh, far busier than it was. We were here two days ago, I believe, two days ago, three days ago. I'm even uh, starting to lose track just a little bit. Um, but, folks, and as I mentioned, uh, this is turning into they're, they're laying concrete. They're putting wood in. Uh, there's far more tents. There's also far more media, as a matter of fact, that are uh, making their way here. And um, and I'm, I, I just want to, again, thank uh, everyone, like uh, the Kuisidin, been uh, so supportive of, of our efforts. And, folks, one of the reasons also of coming over, you know, I did an interview um, late yesterday. And, uh, and they, you know, and it's a fair question. They said, you know, what was your... Uh, motivation for coming over. And it's it's very simple. Number one, there's the technology to do it. And number two, quite frankly, um, I wanted to hear, I was getting, I could t- tell already early on that there's seemingly a lot of spin on this story. And I thought, you know, we have the technology as far as QGO Live, so we can do the, the radio show. And then we also have the ability to do the Facebook live stream. And so, why, you know, why not? Why not come out and, and, uh, and, and do this and expand the show? And I also recognize, by the way, and folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. I want to thank my friend David. Folks, great locations. Brood Awakenings, two, two locations in Johnston and then also Pontiac Avenue in Cranston and Bald Hill Road in Warwick. Whether it is uh, breakfast or lunch or delicious sandwiches, 
stop in at Brood Awakenings. Listen, I recognize there are some people that are saying, oh, I'm more concerned about our own board. Yeah, I, I get that. And I have, um, you know, the, the, the thing about coverage of, I, I assume they mean the southern border. I don't think there'd be much news value in going to the Canadian border. I've seen the Canadian border when we went to, I was in Detroit. But I get the people saying the southern border. Um, the thing about the southern border is it's not new. It's not really in the news right now. Uh, I do attend every year, and I'll be there this year in Washington, where we interview people, Border Patrol, ICE agents. Uh, notice I'm the only one local that goes to that. The thing about the southern border is I, I, it's, it's, uh, it's terrible what's happening. It was being secured under President Trump. Basically, with Biden, he is almost basically allowed an open border, which is wrong. But, you know, quite frankly, as I've said, I would, at this point, that's not where the news is. That's not where the story is. The story is over here. And since we have interest and we have the technology, I feel, why not? So, much like if there were going forward, if there was some big story or a case or something like that, that I could travel there. You know, I mean, I've done some element of that, um, whether it be Washington or I have broadcasts from Israel or have broadcasts actually from Radio Row with the Super Bowl and so forth. But I, I just feel as long as you, the te- you know, the, the technology exists and you have someone like myself that's willing to go, I always just find, you know, you just learn so much more about what's happening and you get a first-hand account and as many of you someone was asking me again in this um interview and again folks um coming up i think it's 11 44 um you know of all the people that we've interviewed all the people from ukraine that we've interviewed um they were all with Zelensky. that's different than what we were being told they did not want to leave their home um you know before i left Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee mentioned that, you know, Ukrainian refugees are welcome to come to Rhode they don't, They don't want to go. If anything, a lot of the people from Ukraine are returning. Um, I'm starting to notice that more of them, they, they want to make their way back to their homes. They, they're, they're worried about their families. They're worried about some of the elderly that did not leave. Um, they see that the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, and the Ukraine military, that they are fighting, that if they could get some better weapons and some air support, that they could start to retake some of the cities, which would be tremendous. So it's it's not the way this was being described. Because I, I fully get some people like, oh, here we go, you know, another batch of refugees coming our way much like Afghanistan. I'm telling you that the people that I've interviewed, that's that's not the case. They wanted to stay in their own country. They're not against President Zelensky. And what a lot of people just have to recognize, I'm going to repeat what I said. This is so simple. This is good versus evil. Because I get, I do. I'm not oblivious to the fact that there are some people, they're so dug in and they're so far in 
on some of the um, the false propaganda from Beijing and also from the Kremlin. And they, you know, all this negative talk about Ukraine and blah, blah, blah. Folks, this this is so simple. There was there's one country, Russia, with a leader, Putin, and he, he's decided that they're going to start to take land by force. I want to remind people, you know, we didn't go into Iraq, but then we left Iraq. I'm not saying that was the best decision, but we didn't just take it as conquerors. Um, I remember President Trump saying, you know, we should have gone in there and taken the oil. I want to be very clear. I completely disagree with the Biden position on fossil fuel. It is moronic at this point. It's ludicrous at this point. Uh, That is not the energy policy. In the United States, we have the ability to frack. We have oil there. We absolutely should be self-reliant. Uh, and don't need the energy. And, you know, this is actually an opportunity for the United States to reassure some of our NATO allies that we would provide oil and gas to them, that they don't have to depend on uh, on Russia. And President Trump, so now they have some, uh, I just want to show, in case you're hearing some music. So this is another level where now they have um, to try, I'm assuming this is all for to try to um, make the children of Ukraine feel welcome. But they actually have some clowns that are uh, parading and dancing around for the uh, people as they're entering. Um, uh, You can also see the sign, entry to the border guard post exclusively for travelers who cross the state border. So just so you know, so this is, um, it is a little bit of a carnival type atmosphere, but I'll tell you, it's, um, it beats the, humdrum element uh, that in some ways can permeate uh, a situation. Yeah, they are clouds, actually. Can permeate a, um, a story like this. I also want to tell Mike Degnan, I may, um, Mike Degnan said, Juan, you should do a food review with uh, some of the food here and then do it for the Rhode Island Wave. You know, I may take him up on that. Folks, I want to be very clear. We want to keep the humor in the program. This can be pretty heavy. It can be. I recognize um, there's also some people saying, well, I'd really like you to show some of the battles that are going on. Well, you know, right now, fortunately, where I'm in, uh, there don't seem to be a lot of military battles. Um, if, if there was an opportunity where uh, I could do that and then return safely in one piece, safe return back to the country, then um, it is something we were looking at and will continue to look at. But um, I'm sorry if, if people are disappointed. But some of the things you've heard, you don't hear anything about some of the uh, some of the things that were said to me before I left, which were, well, the people, a lot of the people in Ukraine, they want Russia. They want to be reunified uh, with Russia. We haven't heard one. I haven't interviewed and met one person that feels that way. We heard people saying that, um, oh, yeah, you know, they're glad that Putin's invading the country because they don't like Zelensky. Every person that we've interviewed likes Zelensky. Um, these people that we've been interviewing have been saying that their neighborhoods, their schools, their homes have been bombed. And I also want to address, you know, folks, a lot of these people that are coming, that they didn't leave right away. They stayed. Oh, I can actually hear uh, David from Germany is uh, striking up his piano. Um, they stayed. Uh, so, you know, like the woman that was saying, why do they have matching luggage? Why do they have luggage? How come they're not just throwing everything into a trash bag? Well, they, they've been there. The war's been going on for a month. 
and they've been, you know, either trying to figure a way to get out or try to gut it out. Not everybody has left. There was a huge flood in the beginning, and then some people are going into the bomb shelters uh, whenever there's the um, sirens go off, or they're going into their basements, or they're going underground. Some of the subways have become like bomb shelters underground. Um, during during World War II, there were people that stayed in England as they were being bombed. Again, I want to go back to when I was at Bishop Hendrickon, John Jackson, who was my, uh, at the time, social studies teacher, was also my basketball coach, but he said that his, he had an aunt, I think, or a grandmother, and during the Second World War, when she lived, I believe, in London, that they used to have to go into the bomb shelter at night, I think in the basement of the church. And then in the morning, they would get up, and the bombing from the Nazis was so severe, they would have to look around to try to figure out what direction their neighborhood was. So not everyone is leaving, but some of the comments of people, um, what about the bio? If you're still stuck on the bio labs, I'm not going to be able to flip you. I'm not. Uh, the bio lab crowd to me, that's basically to me is becoming the same crowd that thinks that our country, the United States, that we uh, initi- we initiated and that 9-11 was, was a false flag. That 9-11, it was really our country that we attacked ourselves on 9-11. All as an excuse for, remember Halliburton and the oil and Iraq and blah, blah, blah. If, if you believe that there are nuclear labs in Ukraine and therefore Russia is doing this because they're so afraid of NATO aggression in the Ukraine. But if, if you believe that, then you are in line with the whole 9-11 was an inside job. Um, 9-11 was an inside job. Uh, let's see. Uh, Sandy Hook, that that was all fake with actors. I mean, I get it. The conspiracy people have been completely off the wall. And then now you have Biden said, well, you know, we need to redefine once again America's role in the world. And as a result of that, People are going nuts, sending me stuff about, see, the New World Order, Bill Gates and Fauci and Obama. This is all a matter of the New World Order. So, folks, I, I again, it, it's just falling into different camps. If somebody believes that, it's the same crowd that believes that John F. Kennedy Jr. is, um, is still alive. And they're probably going to bring him back to be Trump's vice president. I, I can't. Uh, there's no way. I know one thing. I, Juan is resigned to the fact, hi, Diana, that I am not going to be the one to convince you. Uh, maybe it's true. Maybe you're on to something that the rest of us don't realize. So, folks, again, um, and I don't mean that seriously. Good afternoon. It is uh, actually still good morning. It's late afternoon here. And, uh, boy, folks, as soon as the sun starts to go down a little bit. Boy, the temperature changes here rapidly. But um, it is the John DePietro Show as we continue our coverage. Now, something else that's very significant. I also want to just address as a programming note, I would love to have some military people as uh, guests on the program. I'd love to, to talk about some of the things that are going on. The problem is language barriers 
and some of the military people that I've been able to make contact with and over here, um, they, they just don't want to go on the record. So they're very helpful and they will give me uh, information on uh, background, but they just don't want to, um, they don't want to come on record, which makes it very difficult if you're trying to do a show. So, um, yes, that's right. That's right. Next thing you know, they'll be saying that. I don't know what to make of that. Um, but I, I want you to know that. I would love to have more of that. For instance, a lot of the equipment that the Ukraine military is supposed to be getting, they, they haven't received yet. Biden, you know, Biden, Biden needs to step it up. Biden has not stepped up. The Biden administration. I'll tell you something else that's also frightening is our top military have basically admitted that their Russian counterparts are not returning their phone calls. Folks, I mean, that, again, that's not a good sign. This, this is not our war, right? We're, we're going to try to help out someone who's being attacked. But once again, within the Biden administration, uh, whether it's General Milley or it is their obligation, they're supposed to be continuing communication with their Russian counterparts. And, you know, that doesn't bode well. That They have dropped that. Obviously, you know, Harris isn't going to do anything about that. And I, I get and I agree with all of that. I mean, I, I want to be very clear. The, the criticism of the Biden administration is so afraid to provoke Putin, which I, I'm just tired of hearing that. And, um, and it's, it seems very clear that Putin recognizes that Biden is intimidated by him and doesn't want to uh, provoke him. But at some point, and I'm not convinced that he's going to be the president. You can see a little bit of a celebration with some of the clowns, folks. A lot of volunteers. Now, I also want people to understand, a lot of the volunteers, number one, you get a very big uh, religious groups that are coming here to help these people. Um, you know, you also get, it's not exactly my crowd, to be honest with you. It's kind of like the earthy, crunchy crowd. So I get that. Uh, you admire that people drop what they're doing. A lot of these organizations, uh, they certainly mean well. It's um, not exactly a hawk, hawkish crowd, <laughs> to put it mildly. If you've heard some of the interviews that I can't even get them to uh, side against Putin. They're just so adamant, like, no. No, you can't say no. You know, we're we going to be neutral. Really, you have to be neutral? Why do we have to be neutral? So I don't know why we have to be neutral um, in a situation like this. But but the real pacifists, they are neutral. Uh, you know, the real, like to me, the, the a, a good, uh, it's a little bit of a quiz or test, but there are people that if you say to them in 1941, if the United States had a chance to kill Hitler, should they have killed Hitler? And a lot of the pacifists say, no, it's not right to kill anybody. Like that's, think of the number of millions of people that he killed. If they had been able to kill Hitler in 1941, and there was a plot to try to kill him, would have saved literally millions of lives. I don't obviously go towards that. Um, I, I believe no, right? It would have been better. The same thing, you know, I did see, <clears throat> I did see the clip where Tucker Carlson said, how dare Hillary Clinton mock the fact that the United States took out Gaddafi and said he was a human being as well. No, he wasn't. Omar Gaddafi, Omar Gaddafi was, a, was, was, are you kidding me? He was a total animal. He was evil. Are you kidding me? No, he ordered. Do you know how many lives they killed and 
No, no. Those people, they forfeit their life. If, if there was any type of real justice, they'd get the death penalty. I completely disagree with that. And this is another example of it. But the good news is the Ukraine military seems to be doing better. NATO are realigning the forces. There's also now 40,000 NATO troops that have moved into position, whether it be in Poland or some of the other countries. And, and that's, to me, that's a positive. That's where they're realizing, you know, yeah, uh, it was nice when they were able to just stay in Germany and uh, monitor things from there. But the dynamic has changed. And you have someone who is uh, willing to invade countries. Let me be very clear. And again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Russia and China have to get a strong message that the rest of the world is not going to allow them to be thugs and killers and just start taking land through force. Right? Simple as that. They're not going to be allowed to say, gee, I think I'd like that piece of land, so I'm going to go in and take it and the rest of the world and i get it that some people don't fully get it or maybe for whatever reason they find that confusing that's not confusing to me um we we have enjoyed peace and we're not about to it w- we would be in worse shape if in fact these t- this type of maneuver was taking place and if the world was not doing anything about this We'd be in uh, terrible shape, as a matter of fact. I find it very encouraging that the world is rising up and saying that, no, we're not going to allow people to be like a, whatever you want to say, thug goon uh, and are going to act in conjunction to uh, stop this type of aggression. So, folks, again, it's the John DePietro Show. It is Thursday. You can see behind me, we are right at the border. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to break for the 12 o'clock news. Next hour is radio only. Facebook Live. I will be doing Facebook Live a little bit later. But let's get a news update with the 12 o'clock news. Again, go to the website, topetro.com for all recaps. We're going to be back on the other side. Two more hours to go on this Thursday. It's International One in Eastern Europe right here. On WNRI Winsocket. W260DC. WNRI.